about it. What are you going to do about me? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to bring you poets from across the globe. Misha, what do you think about these poets we're bringing this week? Well, first of all, good evening here in Central and Eastern Europe. Good afternoon in the United States of America. Good afternoon, Rick Squisak and Poets of the East. A new edition, a new episode with the really special guests, with very special poets. They are famous not only in their countries, but also in Europe and all in all in the world. And I think, dear Rick, your title, Bulgarians Plus, is maybe the most inspirative one could eventually imagine for this, uh, for this edition. As we have two excellent Bulgarian poets from two different generations, a musician and a performer, and uh, also a universally recognized and admired poet, Ivan Christov, respectively a very, um, a very sensitive uh, and uh, uh, deeply metaphorical author, uh, the younger Georgi Gavrilov. And more than this, we have Klaus Ankersen, a poet, a storyteller, a multimedia artist, a performer from Denmark. So really, really a very special edition of Poets of the East. If I were a listener, I wouldn't search, I wouldn't look for a different program tonight. Well, that sounds wonderful. How about if we uh, we bring on Yvonne first? Uh, give me one second here. There we go. So, Ivan Ristov, how's that sound to you first? Okie doke, here we go. Really great. Ladies and gentlemen, our next poet of the East, our next great personality of uh, today's uh, European and uh, world poetry is uh, Ivan Ristov. I have already uh, mentioned a couple of things about uh, about him. Uh, maybe I would add also uh, the, uh, something about the very multilateral uh, dimension of uh, his uh, poetical creation, uh, something that uh, is uh, bringing him uh, apparently closer to Klaus Ankersen, even if actually the literary styles of each of both uh, poets are completely independent, very original, uh, and uh, and uh, really great. Um, dear Ivan, thank you for coming here. Welcome. It is a great honor and joy for us uh, having you here. Dobre došli. To za nas mnogo, mnogo, mnogo velika čest. Skopi Ivan Christov. I tried to say this also in Bulgarian. I don't know uh, how, uh, how much I, I managed because uh, my, when I speak Bulgarian, my stage fright is really uh, even bigger than, uh, than usual. Um, so, dear Ivan, if you feel there is something else you should add uh, to uh, your presentation, please, uh, it is, now, is the time, uh, now is the time to do it. And please also accept my apology uh, if I forgot something essential to mention about uh, about you. Ladies and gentlemen, a great poet of a great East, Ivan Christov. Thank you, thank you, dear Mircea, for this uh, uh, extraordinary 
introduction. What uh, what else uh, can I say uh, about me? Uh, Maybe that uh, I'm also a poetry festival organizer. I uh, organize uh, the the festival uh, uh, Sofia Metaphors uh, here uh, in Sofia, and we also uh, have been uh, have been uh, honored to have you, Mircea, here as our guest of, of the guest of the festival. And also, I'm a literary uh, researcher. I work uh, 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 at the Institute uh, for Literature at uh, the Bulgarian Academy of uh, Sciences. Uh, today, uh, uh, I'm uh, the author of uh, four uh, poetry uh, books. Uh, they are very uh, different. Uh, all of them are conceptual, uh, but uh, they are very different uh, from uh, from uh, one to one. And today, I would like to uh, present uh, uh, for you uh, my uh, third poetry book, uh, which is called uh, American Poems, <coughs> and it, it is a bilingual. Uh, it is a bilingual book uh, uh, in both uh, English and uh, English and Bulgarian, uh, and uh, the poems uh, uh, in it uh, are uh, part of them are written in uh, in the U.S. in the U.S. and and them are uh, written in uh, Bulgaria uh, and. Uh, uh the the first one uh, uh the first uh, one is called uh, Larry all of this uh, took place on the shores of lake uh, in Wisconsin when uh, Larry let me stay in his guest house a small house with photos on the on the walls with a shower kitchen and a bedroom with a piano, a typewriter, and a living room. Larry didn't know then that I had, had lived with the Vasilevs, who were very afraid that I would become an alcoholic, even though their son was an alcoholic. And one night, he stole my television. Then I lived at Krums, when I used his bathtub, the woman downstairs shrieked that uh, her hallway was flooded. I don't think Krum had taken a, a bath in 10 years. Larry also did not know that I had lived at uh, Simon's, Morakovsky Street. It was a nice room, but uh, didn't have any windows. I bought a little lamp that I turned on at night so that it wouldn't be like waking up in a coffin. <coughs> I even lived in a basement in the army with Gonzo, an orphan who every morning opened his eyes and lit up a cigarette. Larry, my friend, there is so much you don't know. Thank you 
for letting for letting me live in your uh, guest house. God bless you as I write uh, these lines on your typewriter. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> part, uh, uh, part from uh, these uh, poems are uh, based on a uh, real situation, uh, inc uh, including uh, this one, which is called uh, a Poetry Room. A city light bookstore, San Francisco. It is uh, dedicated to the Bulgarian uh, poetess Sylvia Choleva. We are all standing in that uh, dingy and slightly stuffy poetry room. We are silent, waiting to see whether any of us will leave. <laughs> uh, the next one uh, is called uh, Bernie. And we talked about the difference between Catholicism and Protestantism. And he confided in me their wish to see uh, women priests and for gays to be accepted by the church. Then he asked me how things were with us. I told him that our Christianity was more conservative and more mystical and that, that uh, we uh, don't uh, talk m much about our problems. He was ama amazed. I didn't dare tell him that for 45 years we didn't have God at all and that now we were happy simply to pray. Uh, this one uh, is uh, 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 the idea uh, about it uh, came to me in Belgrade, and uh, some uh, uh, some uh, uh, of the poets uh, of the poems are from from the Balkan perspective, the Bulgarian perspective. Some 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 are from the from the American perspective, and this one is called uh, in front of the Nikola Tesla. Museum in Belgrade. Dear Nikola Tesla, I know that you wanted to build a tower that uh, would uh, disperse energy free of charge to the whole world. But uh, that attempt was unsuccessful. And, si and since uh, poetry is the only energy that uh, transforms uh, failure into success, I give you this poetic tower. Be careful how you use it. Uh, uh, here another one uh, which is um, dedicated to Raymond uh, Raymond Carver. Uh, I was uh, in the States uh, when I discovered that uh, Raymond, Raymond Carver is also a very good poet, not, uh, not just a very good uh, prose writer. Uh, 
and I dedicated uh, uh, this uh, poem to him because I was inspired by his uh, poetry. And it's it's uh, called Hook for uh, Raymond Carver. Uh, I uh, used to I used to uh, think that uh, I would love uh, fishing. I saw myself uh, standing on the shore, uh, staring at some wave. Other times I imagined myself in a boat drifting on the surface like a rotten tree. In the end, I decided that it wasn't for me. I imagined, I imagined casting the line and the hook catch, catching my right eye. A fish would swallow it and become like a telescope in the dark water. Uh, and the last one uh, is uh, uh, called uh, Ground Zero because I uh, uh, visited uh, uh, visited uh, visited the place in New York Ground uh, Ground Zero where the uh, where the uh, the nine the 9/11 attack happened and uh, uh, this uh, poem is dedicated to uh, to this uh, situation. <clears throat> Ground Zero. I took that uh, bus for, for sightseeing where you can see all of uh, New York City in two days. I was astonished uh, that uh, the uh, route included a stop at Ground Zero. Can you really turn emptiness into an object of desire? How much does a ticket to nothing cost. In front of Ground Zero, everyone was silent as if before some invisible graveyard. Only one African-American woman was still shouting, look out, look out, even though five years had already passed. I gazed at the naked earth, hoping to discover some ruins, some trace of bygone life, but failed. In that terrible silence, I was the only uh, tourist burdened by history. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ivan. Uh, I allow myself to say it is a very good selection, uh, which on one hand is uh, very uh, expressive towards the complexity of your literary style, and uh, on the other hand, uh, tells a lot about the uh, very complex thematics of your uh, of your literary creation. Uh, actually, your ground, your educational ground, is a philologic one. Uh, as far as I remember, you are graduated of uh, Faculty of Letters in uh, at Sofia University. So actually. Uh, it was uh, uh, more or less uh, supposed or expected that at one uh, at one uh, moment you would start writing, and that someone would uh, something would or maybe or someone too who knows would start inspiring you uh, towards uh, towards this. So therefore, because you are actually a philologist, and uh, it was. 
as I was saying, it was just uh, uh, just uh, uh, normal that some were uh, quite. Uh, it was quite expected that some time yours would start writing. I would, will not ask you which are the origins of your writing and when did you start writing, but rather when did you realize that this combination of arts, philology, poetry, and music is uh, what is actually describing and characterizing you the best, how it looks like, uh, at least uh, until now. Uh, and maybe a secondary question connected to it. I observe, maybe I'm wrong, and if I'm, I am, I apologize from the beginning. I observed that uh, uh, some of the best poets in Southeastern European countries are also great musicians. Peter Chukhov, another great Bulgarian poet, is a great guitarist. Um, the great Macedonian, uh, Macedonian poet, uh, oh my God, the leader of the Macedonian, uh, of the uh, Vladimir Martinovsky. Yes. He's also a great musician. And there are a lot of, uh, um, a lot of, a lot of them, really many of them. Is there a specific tradition in those region, in those countries? Let us not forget that uh, in some of uh, the languages in the region, poet poem is called pesma, that means song. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, uh, for me, uh, personally, uh, I, at the beginning, I started to write. As a child, I started to write first. Uh, my uh, uh, literary teacher discovered that uh, uh, I'm talented in uh, literature, uh, I'm good in literature, and uh, she decided to uh, develop my uh, to, to develop my uh, skills, uh, and after that, uh, I uh, applied. Uh, uh, I applied uh, to uh, humanitarian uh, gymnasium, uh, high school, uh, and uh, there I uh, uh, started to. Uh, I uh, started to to be uh, more interested uh, in theater than in uh, literature. Uh, and I had a dream to apply for for the theater academy, and uh, because of the theater, I started to play also, also music. But I didn't, uh, I, <laughs> did, uh, I wasn't accepted uh, as a theater student at the theater academy in Sofia, but I was accepted as a uh, literature student uh, at Sofia University. Uh, and it was very inspiring, very interesting, and I continued to, to study uh, literature and continued to play uh, music. Uh, and uh, uh, also, I have a dream to, to write a play one day, <laughs> maybe. I, I think that uh, it wouldn't be so bad because I also have a, a theatrical, a theatrical education. Uh, but uh, to, to to go to your to the second part of your question, uh, you know, uh, 
that at the beginning uh, of uh, its uh, existence, uh, poetry and, and music were something. Uh, uh, they they were something uh, together. Uh, and the Asian, for example, the ancient Greek uh, tradition, uh, Omer and other other poets, they also they also were they also were uh, musicians. And you know uh, you know that our the Balkans are apart from this apart uh, uh, from this uh, ancient uh, tradition, poetry and music. But there is, I think, also uh, uh, and uh, a postmodern uh, postmodern uh, postmodernistic uh, post explanation about this phenomenon is that. Uh, uh, our languages are, are uh, very uh, little languages, uh, and uh, uh, we uh, we try to to make our poetry more more uh, popular through music. We use music as a uh, media uh, to to make our poetry uh, more popular. I think yeah. that uh, can be one of the the reasons for, for this uh, phenomenon, yeah. Well, it is, uh, it, it could be explainable, it could be, uh, and it could be understandable, of course, because, yes, this is true, especially the rock concerts, and actually together with Peter, and on the other hand also, Vladimir in Macedonia, uh, you are specialized more on one hand on folk music, on the other hand on rock music, and... Uh, the concerts of this kind of music are really very popular. Nevertheless, uh, I think your poetry uh, and also the poetry of Peter Chukhov or Vladimir Martinovsky is uh, uh, quite strong uh, and strong enough for resisting independently. Nevertheless, this combination with music uh, makes uh, creates a, a new kind, a different kind of uh, a different kind of art, uh, and maybe personal note about this. Romania belongs geographically and historically to the same region. Nevertheless, uh, in Romania, this tradition of combining music and poetry, uh, I don't want to say that does not exist. There were some groups, some rock groups that tried doing this, uh, was called the Colibri, one of them, uh, in the 70s. Uh, it was also, um, it was also one of the most uh, famous Romanian um, uh, Romanian uh, rock groups that tried uh, integrating those traditions. Nevertheless, it did not uh, it did not work, at least not in such a uh, beautiful way as it happens in Bulgaria or uh, or in Macedonia. For instance, if you are going to ask a Romanian poet, would you be interested to make a concert with uh, that musician? Come on, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a poet. I'm not going to humiliate myself by, by being on the stage with a musician. And if asking a musician, would you be interested to play with that poet or what? Me with a poet? Are you kidding or what? I'm a musician, gentlemen, ladies and, and gentlemen. I'm not going to spoil my reputation by combining myself with a poet. 
Well, you know, um, by the way, I wanted to tell you, the respective poet is here. You know, dear poet, I wanted to tell you, actually, the respective musician is just here. Oh, he's here. Oh, he's here. Hi, my friend. I'm so happy to, I'm so happy to see you. What about making the concert together? So it depends very much on the, uh, on the context and why not on the individual pride and uh, uh, sometimes hypocrisy or idiosyncrasy of uh, one's, uh, of one's uh, field. Dear Rick, if you would like to uh, add some uh, question or questions to our uh, dear and uh, honorable guest from Bulgaria. Uh, the question I have at first, since, since my friend Misha has asked you the, the origin story, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, for a poet in, in Bulgaria today, um, do you have, uh, do you typically find performance opportunities uh, in, in cafes, in clubs, in theaters, or do you also have opportunities to appear in, uh, on television? Uh, I, I'm curious what venues are available to poets? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, for example, um, here in Bulgaria, uh, the, uh, the slam the uh, poetry movement is, is not so popular. Yes, uh, uh, it's, uh, I think, uh, uh, popular uh, in uh, North Macedonia, uh, in Serbia, in Romania, it, it is popular, but, but in, in Bulgaria, it's not so popular. And uh, 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 people uh, started to uh, poets uh, started to read in cafes and um, bars uh, uh, because for them uh, poetry was something very serious, uh, serious. Maybe from the socialist, uh, uh, maybe during socialism poetry. Uh, was uh, something very serious, uh, something connected with the with the power, uh, the propaganda. Uh, poets uh, started to read in cafes and bars uh, recently. Yes, but they they can they can uh, read, especially in Sofia, especially in Sofia because Sofia is the uh, the capital, the biggest uh, city. Let me ask you one more question, if I may. Um, you know, Americans are notorious for not knowing much about the world except for their own little private areas. And and a question I have is, you know, we have heard so much about, you know, the Iron Curtain in the 50s and 60s, uh, and it, most, uh, most people assume that it has diminished a great deal. You're no longer directly in a Soviet uh, sphere. But I'm, I'm wondering as a poet, poets are always known as boundary pushers. Is there, is there constraints? Do you think as a poet, are there still constraints about criticism of the social system or the collegiate system or the political system? Is, is, that, is that still present in your writing? Do you still have to kind of limit what criticism you can offer i mean obviously you know we know of poets across the globe that are that are constrained by government i'm just curious is is that the case in bulgaria or has that constraint has those limitations diminished 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much uh, uh, for this uh, deeper question. My uh, my answer is that uh, uh, we we thought uh, that uh, for a while uh, this uh, uh, problem uh, uh, has uh, disappeared. But uh, suddenly it, uh, it it started. Uh, it, it suddenly it it appeared uh, appeared again, uh, and I think that uh, these days uh, uh, phenomenons like uh, the so-called illiberal East they are uh, based on these problems, uh, which uh, uh, I would say uh, weren't. Uh, 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 these problems uh, w w uh, weren't uh, 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 dissolved uh, the, the the best way. The best way uh, weren't. Uh, uh, how can I say? Uh, uh, fixed. Fixed. Yes, they weren't fixed the best way. So I think uh, this problem is is here and it will disappear. It will appear again and again for many for many decades. Uh, believe me, I am not suggesting that that problem is non-existent here. We just learned recently mm -hmm. that our former president, save us, Trump, wanted to have comedians arrested who made fun of him. This this is not a unique problem to former communist countries. So. As a poet, as a fellow poet, sir, I, I wish you every freedom to speak your mind and speak your heart. In that, we are all together. The same to you, yeah. That's right, and let us not forget that if in Bulgaria and, yes, in Romania too, this phenomenon, uh, as uh, Ivan very well uh, mentioned, appears again once in a time. Um, in Hungary, for instance, and we had here uh, three great Hungarian uh, guests, uh, actually four great Hungarian guests, some uh, two months or three months uh, ago. In Hungary, uh, sometimes, just for, not for writing something, not only for writing something against the government or for expressing their disagreement, but sometimes only for expressing some personal meanings, some personal opinions, uh, some Hungarian uh, poets or writers are uh, attacked very brutally, wildly, are, they are insulted uh, by, uh, by uh, literary or so-called literary magazines in the service of the, uh, of the regime. It was not so long ago the, the case of uh, one of the most talented Hungarian uh, prosaists and poets, Kristina uh, Toth, uh, which was uh, wildly attacked for expressing some feminist uh, meanings, some feminist opinions uh, concerning the old or older uh, Hungarian uh, Hungarian literature. And uh, in this context, if uh, Rick uh, would uh, like to kind kindly confirm uh, that we still have time, yes. I would like to ask uh, another question, I guess the last one, because it is already 
5 p.m. Uh, to Ivan, uh, which is in Bulgaria the situation with uh, this uh, sometimes uh, exaggerated, even extremist forms of uh, the new political police, how they called the exacerbated uh, political correctness sometimes. Are those manifestations as tough as uh, somewhere in the world, in Bulgaria? Uh, did they raise the question of uh, banning some classical Bulgarian writers because of not being enough uh, democratic or enough uh, politically, correct, uh, politically uh, correct some 200 years ago? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, here is, uh, uh, here are uh, some kind of, uh, that, uh, uh, those uh, problems, um, uh, I, I think, um, uh, Mainly, uh, mainly the uh, the interpretation of the uh, the Ottoman uh, the the Ottoman period uh, uh, and uh, the Bulgarian literature during this uh, uh, period, because uh, uh, I think uh, du during uh, so uh, socialism uh, uh, the regime uh, used uh, this. Uh, 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 hate, uh, this uh, hatred against uh, uh, Turkey as a kind of uh, uh, kind of its propaganda, and uh, uh, because uh, Turkey is a neighbor country and also a, a capitalist uh, capitalist country, and they are uh, they were our uh, uh, rulers uh, uh, oppressors uh, many years ago. And people uh, still think that they are uh, that they are our uh, our uh, oppressors uh, and uh, rulers, uh, and they hate uh, Turkey uh, because of this propaganda. It, it, it's uh, still alive, uh, and some, uh, sometimes uh, uh, they uh, how can I say journalists uh, and uh, other. Uh, media people uh, use uh, this literature to create scandals uh, to say that uh, in fact they uh, they weren't our rulers but uh, they just uh, uh, how can I say uh, just were our good friends friends for example they are from uh, from different specters uh, some some are very rad uh, radical uh, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I, I would say yes. Uh, there are uh, uh, those kind of uh, problems uh, here, but uh, uh, combined with those historical problems, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But they are not uh, uh, the, the so-called. Uh, Elite literature. Uh, I mean, they are just uh, for the uh, for the newspapers and the websites, the the, the the mass media, the mass media problems. Yes. 
So it is more a problem, more a matter um, provoked by journalists and not uh, by the best of them, uh, if I understand well. Yeah, yeah many of them are, uh, would like to uh, create scandals to increase their uh, the, the visibility. Visibility, yes, through, through these scandals, yes. Uh, yeah. And for example, uh, we recently had a scandal, they wanted to uh, translate uh, again uh, the, uh, how can I say, uh, Ivan Vazov, uh, who is the, uh, the father of Bulgarian literature, uh, and they, uh, uh, his uh, novel uh, called Under the Yoke, uh, uh, and they uh, said that uh, uh, on a publishing uh, a publishing house uh, wanted to translate uh, uh, his novel again because he used uh, old uh, word, uh, words, uh, but uh, uh, his uh, novel is uh, uh, written at the end of 19th century, and it, it, it is. Uh, uh, understandable for, for, for every Bulgarian, you know, but they said that they want to translate it again uh, because uh, apart from the words, were well, from, from this period, but uh, it's not a matter of uh, knowing the language, uh, it's a matter of uh, how rich is your language. You have to know uh, words from the 19th century, from the 18th century, and, and so on. That's the problem. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. A very interesting uh, problematizing of uh, this uh, uh, so actual matter uh, that is in Bulgaria uh, such in a, in a such a strange and in the same time complex way combined with historical, political, and social matters. Thank you very much, Ivan. It was a really a real pleasure and an honor make you here. Good luck in everything you're doing, and we hope to meet uh, to meet again. So we met uh, in Bulgaria. Once again, thank you very much for inviting me to that wonderful festival of yours. And I keep fingers crossed for making it uh, more and more, uh, uh, more and more interesting and enthusiastic, just the way as uh, it is uh, as it is now. We met in Romania. Now we meet also in America in a certain way. Well, uh, so I expect us to meet maybe once. Who knows? It is one of my dreams to meet you also in the Czech Republic within some uh, within some literary trip. I will, uh, or at least I hope, to organize when all the problems of the Czech Republic will be solved, including COVID, um, tornadoes, uh, political <laughs> turmoils, and everything that is uh, taking place there. So once again, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It was Ivan Christov. Thank you, thank you. My pleasure, guys. I wish you all the best and hope to see you. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you very much. Wow, he sounds like such an amazing poet. Uh, really an honor to have him with us. Any final thoughts on Ivan, uh, Mershik? Well, about a poet like him, about poets at his level, it is always a lot to be told. It is always a lot to say especially about his combination about uh, from his uh, of his love to music and to poetry this uh, deeply and complexly intellectual spirit of his and uh, this uh, deep uh, wisdom he comes with 
uh, a result of, uh, of a history that was uh, not always very uh, mild to his nation and, uh, uh, and to, uh, to his country. I completely agree with you that his uh, spiritual and uh, social dimension as a poet and as a person uh, gives also gives always uh, an honor and uh, uh, the feeling of privilege for the ones having him uh, as a guest. Well, next up we've got Klaus Anderson. Why don't you say a few words about Klaus? Well, Klaus is one of those persons one can't say a couple of words about him, about her. In this case, about him, of course. Uh, I mean, Klaus is a multilateral artist, a poet, a performer, a translator, a plastic artist, an improvisationist, um, and uh, experimental artist. So it is very hard to say, uh, to concentrate uh, uh, his personality into a couple of words. Um, actually, he explained by himself that uh, after trying more kinds of art, you know, even more kinds of art than the ones I mentioned here, he decided only, uh, with quotes, of course, uh, for a couple of them, and they are really very numerous. Um, I would also stress the fact that uh, Klaus is a great friend of the Eastern European literature, so he's a poet of the East. Also, in this meaning of the world, he wrote actually common uh, poetry collections with uh, two Romanian poets until now, with Petr Schrager and with Andres Burne. Uh, and uh, now we are preparing the, also, I mean, I mean him and me, we are preparing also a common poetry collection uh, together. So he's uh, uh, one of uh, one of the main dimensions of his personality and creation is also his uh, universality. But let him uh, let him describe himself. Let him write his own poetry. Let him uh, present what he really is by himself with this um, with this uh, inimitable uh, method, ladies and gentlemen. Klaus Ankersen from Denmark, Europe, the world. Ladies um, and gentlemen, let me introduce Mercier Danduta, our co-host and talented poet and literary figure in his own right. Mercier, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to admit, um, I am I am under the um, under the imperium of a deep emotion and. Uh, Actually, when uh, preparing to start today's record session and when suggesting that it could start a little bit earlier, maybe with a couple of minutes, I didn't uh, expect such a generous uh, introduction. But actually, why could one not expect a generous introduction from such a generous person? Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Spisak, the main producer of Poets of the East, season one and now already season two, is here. But thanks to him, Poets of the East are back is back as a serial, are back as people. And please allow me to introduce you three real great poets of the East. Poets of the East in that very personal meaning imagined by Rick Spisak, that means as the part where the sun is rising from and as the uh, as, uh, a point where that is always going to exist 
everywhere in the world we are we could ima we could uh, imagine to be that means uh, if we are here there is always a point eastern of us ladies and gentlemen please allow me to introduce you easter from the east and greatest greatest in the east poets Klaus Ankersen from Denmark, Ivan Christov from Bulgaria, and Georgi Gavrilov also from Bulgaria. Dear gentlemen, dear poets, dear poets of the East, welcome here. We are happy and honored to have you here. It is really, uh, it is really a great privilege. It is not every week that we manage to put together such a really brilliant constellation of poets, uh, each of them with with uh, one's uh, uh, very personal and individual uh, in the same time great complex and profound uh, poetical literary and uh, and uh, personal personal style ladies and gentlemen um, klaus ankersen is uh, more than a poet he's uh, also a translator he's also an editor literary critic and more than everything and over everything uh, also a great performer that's how I had the opportunity and uh, the privilege to know him. Uh, actually, um, Klaus Ankersen is able to make performance starting from everything. Uh, that means starting with voice, working with text, uh, working with all those uh, dimensions of poetry that uh, are accompanying poetry. That means rhythm, eventually plastic dimensions, eventually colors, eventually uh, text uh, or in the case text is not there uh, one could event one could eventually invent some uh, something reminding a text that would be very fit to that uh, to that poetry Ivan Christov himself is also much more than a poet Ivan Christov is a symbol it's a symbol of the uh, Central Eastern po uh, European poetry it's a symbol of uh, the fact that poetry could be written in some point and read everywhere and understood everywhere in the world. There are there is a collection of poetry of uh, poems uh, by Ivan Christov called American Poets, uh, poems that were were written in America in the United States of America, but I repeat, understandable by anyone uh, in by anyone in the world because of the deep and complex dimension of their uh, metaphoricity ivan christov it is one of the uh, most powerfully uh, metaphoric poets i um, i know and it has always been uh, a, a challenge to uh, translate some of uh, some of his poems actually i am not his translator into romanian i translated only a couple of poems only a few poems uh, uh, by him nevertheless each of them was a real challenge and I am happy and I feel privileged for having having him here uh, today at Poets of the East ladies and gentlemen last but not least Georgi Gavrilov is also much more than a poet he's a very young a young poet a very young poet welcome here Georgi uh, he's one of the most powerful voices of uh, the contemporary young Bulgarian uh, poetry and more than this a cultural organizer a translator 
and a connoisseur of the phenomenon of the contemporary and especially young poetry of the southeastern part of Europe. Jurgi Gavrilov is a very erudite person, incredibly uh, erudite intellectual, uh, not only for his age, but all in all. Uh, he, actually, his poetry reflects his erudition, his uh, intellectual uh, preparation, and uh, uh, his uh, uh, very advanced and complex uh, social ideas and, uh, uh, and the dimensions of his uh, very deep and complex uh, thinking. More than this, Jurgi Gavrilov uh, is a real encyclopedia of uh, concerning uh, today's contemporary poetry in this part of Europe. Name one country, name one region, and Georgi will tell you which is the best poet in the respective region or country in the, uh, here in uh, Central and uh, Eastern Europe, and I'm sure not only here. So ladies and gentlemen, in short, we have today as poets of the East three superlatives. Rick, this is a challenge for two uh, moderators, for two hosts to cope with three superlatives. This is really... Uh, this is really hard, but it is a great challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, we will start, it is incredibly, but we will start with the first of them. Well, it's hard to say who is the first because all of them, they are great. But in this, in this kind of cases, I always apply something I learned also from Rick Spisak, alphabetic order. Nobody could say that alphabetic order is not objective. Oh, yes, of course, there is, an, uh, there is a Latin alphabetic order, there is a Slavic alphabetic order, there is a Greek alphabetic order, but all of them, well, not all of us, we are writing with, uh, with Latin, uh, Latin characters. Um, I don't know what about Slavonic character, which would be the first letter in the Slavonic character, but in the Romanic one, in the uh, Latin one, is A. Ivan and Georgi, please, which is the first letter in the Slavonic language, in the Slavonic alphabet? It's uh, the same, A. Yeah. The same letter, So yes. it, is all, it, it is also <coughs> A? Yes, it is. <coughs> it is also Yeto, That's great. We are happy, really. There is a chance for all of us. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the objective situation of starting with Klaus A. Nuckerson. Klaus Ankerson, because his name starts by A within the Latin and in the Slavonic, uh, in the Slavonic uh, alphabet. Ladies and gentlemen, Klaus Ankerson. Thank you. Thank you, Monsieur Dan. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Rick, for inviting me. And uh, thank you for uh, saying hi by Zoom, Ivan and Georgi. Very nice to meet you guys. I hope we'll meet uh, in person sooner or later, sooner rather than later. I would like to read first from uh, um, this, this collection called The River of Man, Indian Poems. And this one is for you, Ivan, since you did a collection called American Poems. This is called Indian Poems. And this is a travel, a collection of travel poems that I did in, in India. It came out last summer. The first poem is called Real Strangers, and it's about meeting another whitey in India. Most Westerners hate to feel deprived of their position as lone monads among colorful strangers when meeting a fellow white. 
mostly we don't recognize the other, simply pretend not to see the family resemblance pass by, walking in the sun on some dusty road, crossing wires, rubble, and election posters. Instant is the self-loathing projected onto the distant cousin, invading our private exotic fantasy simply by being in the same space. Sometimes people mistake me for a Russian, but never a French. Next, the next one from this uh, collection. Oh, the familiar feeling in, in, this, uh, in this day and age, namely greed. It's called give me more. Give me more coconut water, sweet pan, onion, rabadosa, papaya, milky coffee, black coffee, sugarcane juice, Pani Puri, Pani Puri, and also more Pani Puri. Give me more of those jackery fried bittercourt slices. Give me more idli, more sambal, and give me more of that mint and coconut chutney. Give me tender coconut water and a large old monk. Top it off with soda water only, and hand me another one. That fried fish, that curry, and then one more of those you know I like so much, like you. I think we have time for a third one from this collection. It is called Part of Me Knows. As I write the first line, my bones suddenly shift my attention to the image of being back in the backseat of the white dusty Ola en route to Gandhi International, where the old Sikh lifts an eyebrow and looks at me angrily from the rear mirror as I drop a small tower of coins in the tiny outstretched hand reaching to the window through the veil from one world to another, letting me know that I'm trespassing waves. We don't support this, as a friend of a friend, the professor in clinical psychology revealed as we stopped at another intersection in another small white car on another day going to another show in the eye of the eye of Mother India's daughter Delhi and the plaza that became a chore. His look of hypocrisy in the mirror and his turtle slow driving, I tell him it's good when he drops me in front of the brushed steel pillars at Terminal 3. I give him three stars out of five. Part of me knows I wasn't supposed to see the boy, but he knocked on the window for so long he pressed his little face so beautiful and lost so hard against the window pane. On this day, going home, leaving India, I just couldn't ignore him no longer. Three poems from this collection. Uh, I would like to now jump to a Romanian publication that I co-wrote with Peter Schrager, an eminent Romanian poet and uh, translator and uh, critic and uh, personal friend of mine also. I believe he's been here on the show uh, maybe twice uh, before, so uh, you might be familiar with this, this, uh, this publication, which uh, Peter and I uh, co-wrote, inspired by the cherry orchard of uh, Tudor Agesi, in uh, Bucharest. And uh, this 
poem is called We the Cherries. Could it be that we are the sparrows in somebody's cherry tree? The invasive species, the killer slot, the raccoon dog. One man's wheat is another man's flower, but what of the cherries? Who do they belong to? The tree? The land on which the tree stands? Does it belong to the sunlight, the rain, or the water it drinks from below? Do the cherries belong to the owner of the land, or the bank the owner owes, or the owner of the owner of the owner of the owner of all these traces in the thick air oozing from the pointy ears of the two-legged creatures with tail stumps and pointy fangs? Do they belong to the feathered reptiles, swooshing arches and stolen picks, or could it be? Are their own monads, little juicy orbs, global or tree cats pursuing vision and transmitting wonder, hanging out, bonding in twin formation, waiting for the sun? Uh, might take another one from this from this collection. Tudor Argezi was one of the greatest Romanian uh, poets, uh, which uh, Peter Schrager and uh, Klaus Ankersen uh, knew very well, and they dedicated a uh, whole poetry collection to him. Thank you very much, Klaus. Uh, can we, we have time for another one from this collection? Uh, Absolutely. I would like to read this one to you. Oh, fantastic. This one is called Quantum Conductor. My being is a quantum orchestra playing in a multiversal hall, one of endless parallels, versions of Sifrent and Dane. The tiles of its roof holographic, its walls multiscale or vibrational, its floor a resonance system, the seats open rainbow fields aligning like a crown flower to intention, wish, and dream. As the music flows, an endless dance of fluctuation Shiva and Shakti flow through yin-yangish realms of wonder as I balance on my toe, turning inside out and outside in, one foot towering the Milky Way on a giant pyramidic structure of tubular bells, the other ringing inside a neuron. In this church, in this church, oh yes, in this church I sing. Arms open, eyes high with the wild heart of a train shredding as cat of light. Metaphors are dancing as we conduct each our own quantum orchestra. Today, I swung my conductor's baton under the sun and pressed fingers into resonance with the emotions of the body. All ten, only after I stretched under sun and blue skies, gurgled in coconut oil, ate cherries, uprooted a ripe St. Mary's thistle, and found a pitch and blue jalabia in a hidden closet, chatted with a girlfriend, and rested briefly in a gray sunbed with a small Indian pamphlet on willpower, while the cat strutted on the fingers of the grass. Later, while examining the flora of the garden, a small self-seeded plantation of sweet perfume, pitsy pitsy forest strawberries, yum, 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 before harvest of the summer's Cretaceous era, needles of horsetails, some nettles, ferns, and common boom into the bucket and onwards into the poetry of 91 precisions mirroring 
my world as the sun squints in the west. In the heart of the now lives eternity, this optimistic giggler, your best friend in the world. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, one more, perhaps, uh, maybe a sample from this, another Romanian um, co-produced uh, publication. It's called Pink Pong, and this is a result of a, a, a result of a collaboration with a younger uh, Romanian poet. I believe he's also been here on the show, Andrei Spirnea. Uh, we actually met. Uh, one of the times I visited uh, Bucharest um, performing with Peter Schrager, and I met uh, Andre, and we talked about music, and we agreed that we both had an affinity for Pink Floyd. So um, we started sending each other links to YouTube songs with Pink Floyd and gave each other a task. So the other one had to uh, write a poem while listening to that particular Pink Floyd song. <laughs> And, uh, and Hocus Pocus, uh, it became this trilingual uh, mutant of a weird collection of poetry called Pink Pong. It's published in, in, in English, in Danish, and in Romanian. And um, it's, this is uh, the results, and I would like to, to just read one for you. Let's see. I think we'll take this one. You know, there's a famous uh, question uh, about Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. uh, which one is pink? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Because because Floyds, they are all of them. <laughs> they're all Floyds. Yeah, they're all Floyds. <laughs> this is called time. Or it's written. Just have to be remember that I introduce it properly. Yeah, time all that nothing, and this is number thirty-five in the book. And it goes like this: Full mouth in every lung, the time that is and is not stands still, kicking in the chest, unheard intergalactic thunder hammering the boundaries of the game in walking flesh, wondering if eternity can be grasped and held, a breath to be served as a whisper to a loved one. With eyes wide shut, just like us. In this no time time, the universe, that big old gig in the sky, is a whirlwind around all living, serving to see itself better through all these eyes, a wonder is placed here and there, right before noses or feet, hidden in plain sight. Look, hear, feel, know. It roars in our red oceans as the universe beckons the road to be taken is right here. Excellent. Excellent. Maybe another last one from this one. Um, this is Please, written to, to the song. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you. This is uh, written to the song The Piper at the Gates of Dawn, and it's called In the Eye of the Sun. 
This is number 13 in the collection. The sun. East and west dance around the maypole like so many beetles, balancing on sitar strings and street corner, palm reading irises, all those fortunes told us forgotten, just like in the blank stare of a gas station attendant somewhere in the 50s or a teenager lost in electronic tubes. Summer is forever burning. While the piper plays, all movement is accomplished in six stages and the seventh is accomplished in return. Speak as we dance in rhythmic dialectics and circular moves round and round a pole. Round and round a pole on the sandy hill in the eye of the sun, seven times round, hand in hand, spirit in spirit, all a communal sacrament, love for wisdom, kisses for stories, connection for understanding, resonance for information. In the eye of the sun, summer burns eternal. East and west dance around the maypole, Wotan and Shakti speak and shake while the piper plays seven notes of snakishness, scaled ancestors, and all that enki hidden on a meteor somewhere, racing on an unseen speck of black in some cosmic volcano. Why not dance as the sitar plays the flute and the flute becomes a playing pole, a hole on a hill in the eye of the sun? A little esoteric poetry there. I, I enjoy writing a lot of poetry about physics and science myself. Brilliant. So I think that's, that's, that's probably it for my reading sample here. Would, can I trouble you to talk for a moment, Klaus, about mm -hmm. your early writing, your, your early start as so, a writer? Were you uh, scribbling from childhood? Did, you, did it come to you in your teenage years? When did you begin writing? When, when did you really feel that writing was an important part of your path? I, I, thank you for asking that question. It's, a, it's an excellent and important question. Um, I actually, I started writing when I was pretty young. I uh, wrote my first collection of, of, of unpublished poetry in, in high school. I was a 15, 16-year-old kid, um, very much centered on love and sort of actually also social injustice, uh, sort of systems critique. It was in the middle 80s, so pretty pretty common back then also. Uh, and that sort of continued throughout my, my writing. Um, then I, I started, after that I started writing fiction and I, I as a 21 year old, I had, a, I had a, an offer of a, of a contract in publishing my, my short stories. And, and I was very excited about that back then. So I, uh, I decided to sort of do a Hemingway. I, uh, I grabbed a, a very heavy manual typewriter, like a 17 kilo machine, and bought a one-way ticket to Cairo, <laughs> and a return ticket from, from Tel Aviv in Israel, because I wanted to see Jerusalem at the time. So off I went and, uh, and bummed around the Middle East basically for a year, ended up in a kibbutz, and stayed there, fell in love with a local girl, stayed there, and after a full year of writing more short stories, sending them back to this publishing house. Uh, out of the blue, 
I get sort of washed out and I get this letter from them saying that they could never publish it and it was a big mistake and I can't never get published by them. So because I was 20, 22 and such a young kid, I just, I was so taken aback and so disappointed by that. Then I thought, okay, fuck it, I'm going to be an academic. So I took all my, my stuff and put it in a drawer and for the next 10 years, I didn't write fiction at all or poetry, nothing. I, I I I sort of finished my 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 academic or university career uh, or education uh, my degrees. I um I slowly drifted back into uh, writing uh, poetry basically. And uh, nowadays it's uh, well that, that's 16 books ago. Uh, <laughs> that was in 2003. Uh, and and since then it's it's yeah I enjoy writing writing poetry and also fiction and and also essayism and nonfiction so uh, I think with and explore different forms and different expressions and I also did a lot of hybrid uh, um, cross genre cross disciplinary work with uh, poetry as visual art as installation in public space as radio and with music and, and, and different things. So, so I think poetry you. should basically be... Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, sure. what what subject did you teach? Uh, no, I, di- I didn't teach. Uh, oh, okay. I was just... Uh, oh, you mean in, in university? No, I didn't teach. I didn't oh, okay. teach. I teach now, uh, like writing, writing classes and stuff, but I, I never became an academic teacher um, before I quit. I quit after my degrees, basically. Yeah. I finished. Actually, uh, with all those explanations you gave, uh, all these, uh, all those uh, uh, mentions about uh, uh, about the interdisciplinarity uh, interdisciplinary dimension of your activity, uh, I can't spare myself another question uh, concerning uh, mainly this uh, very uh, this um, exceptionally various uh, dimensionality of your uh, of your poetry. Uh, it, and it's not only uh, it is not only thematic. Um, I was mentioning at the beginning only a couple of details about the alliteration, about uh, the sound, uh, the game with uh, the sound, about the uh, games of words, about the, about games with uh, the meanings of the words uh, con, um, conceived within uh, within your poetry. Um, in short, when did you discover your? And I'm not afraid to call it like this performative dimension of uh, the, your uh, poetic, uh, of your author uh, creativity. When did you uh, start uh, th- uh, feeling that it was much more than a poet, uh, a great poet within you, but also a great performer, a multilaterally intellectual performer? Um, I think that I, well, I, I know it's Precisely when it was, it was in the right in the turn of the millennium. It was like 2001, I guess. It, um, basically, I basically I, I didn't. I, I started coming to this cafe where there was a, there was a one once a week. There was like a, a poetry slam sort of venue, very small. It was just in the beginning of of its sort of development in Denmark. There was a poetry uh, slam venue. And then there was also like a comedy sort of the venue the next day. And I actually came to the comedy to explore doing uh, doing comedy. Um, but then I was sort of caught by this poetry slamming. 
And I discovered that I really uh, it was really fun to do. It was really a nice way to test material, and it was a nice way to. I like the basically the instant gratification of the fact that I could I could write a poem, and and two hours later or the next day I could sort of go to that venue, and test it off on a live audience. And I loved that. I, I really uh, really appealed to me in some deep way, and stopped with some. Uh, during the next couple of months, I hooked up with some other guys uh, at that at that little venue, and we sort of formed a poetic boy band called Words on Wheels. And we were like five or six people, widely different, uh, completely like I mean, almost as the elements, like completely different people with completely different aspirations and different styles and everything. But it worked really well. We the combination was really nice and entertaining. So. We, we got some degree of success, and for the next year and year and a half, we toured Denmark extensively um, until uh, until we sort of uh, the, the, the sort of boy band sort of exploded in in sort of rock star band hatred and animosity and and because we built this castle on sand and and we didn't agree on anything and we were too different played around and yeah. So, but we had a very nice, uh, very intensive performance this year and a half, where we got to build up some pretty big venues, and then I went on to to host another very big uh, slam venue, and and slowly from then on, I actually got very tired of the competitive element. I was tired of the skeptical of that from the beginning, even though I liked the performance, I hated the competitive element of slamming and the way that it sort of. Um, uh, the way that the frame sort of also influenced or had a, 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 a had a very significant uh, twist on the actual material being developed uh, under that auspice. So I sort of stopped doing that and instead uh, started doing my own one-man shows, basically. And I've been doing that ever since, just basically reading my own stuff or performing performing my own stuff. Before going further, I would like to mention two short things. On one hand, that there is uh, also someone else here for which poetry is much more than poetry, and it is very well and uh, and uh, uh, the very highly artistic uh, level combined with music and a certain kind of performance. I mean, Ivan, which is not only a great poet but also an excellent uh, flute player, and uh, whose uh, uh, readings are sometimes. Um, animated combined with uh, this uh, very those very interesting uh, musical uh, musical uh, shows this on one hand and on the other hand I would like to mention the fact that myself I have the honor to be a candidate for now we hope that we may will we are going to uh, to finish to accomplish this uh, a candidate to the uh, level of uh, co-worker of Klaus Ankersen in uh, making a, uh, a poetry collection in cooperation. We have a plan, we have a, a project, we want to write together a poetry collection about uh, mosque, about uh, meshitas, mosques, and uh, synagogues in the world. For now it is only a project, but we hope to, uh, to make it uh, one day and uh, that day maybe we should uh, put 
all this together with uh, uh, Arab and Jewish music all together as a sign of peace and understanding. I, very want, nice. I wanted to ask you, Klaus, whether from your point of view, uh, if you still have time or whether it is the time for you uh, to stop, as you told me you had something very urgent today. Uh, the, the, the thing is, the, yes, I am. I'm, I'm building a. I'm building a greenhouse with my uh, brother here in the countryside, and uh, and today, because I, I sort of uh, misunderstood you a little bit with the timing of the show, so I, I arranged for um, what you call it. Uh, I don't know that when you when you when you build a house, right, and when you complete the roof construction. Here we have this custom that then you have to invite some people over and give them a hot dog and a beer and and with a little sort of um, a little sort of inaugurating real inaugurating yeah we have to inaugurate it for, for, to cast away evil spirits and stuff like that so it's like a folk thing so we have to and and as I speak to you now the guests are sort of coming in milling in the door and we have to go do some barbecue and. So it's very sort of uh, secular, my reason for, for not uh, being able to join you for the entire session, on which I'm very sorry. Um, I hope uh, to be able to uh, to connect further with uh, with all of you and to meet and talk again. Uh, if, if you are, um, uh, Ivan and Jordi, if you are on Facebook or Instagram, let's, uh, let's look each other up and hook up. I would love to be in contact with you. Uh, Rick, we're all we're already uh, friends on Facebook, and of course Dan, we also are. So that will be great because I I come and come and meet you all wherever you are, and uh, we should uh, continue to continue the the fight, the poetic fight. Have a wonderful celebration, and I love the hat in your picture on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and thank I you. Suggest if, if everybody agrees, I suggest that our next meeting, because there will be a next meeting, I suggest that our next meeting to be when Georgi is, is going to build a greenhouse at the, um, um, at the, at the country zone. So, Georgi, please prepare your, your greenhouse. Rick and me, we will take care of the barbecue. All the best, Klaus, and good luck and in the greenhouse all the best. with poetry, and thank you very much guys. for... for for being here with us. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, hope to see you all soon. All the best. Bye-bye. What a wonderful poet. A remarkable man. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, Klaus, Misha? Well, while listening, uh, the way he was describing his activity, I was thinking that actually he's making poetry and performance uh, out of almost everything. Did you remark, Rick, that actually his way of talking civilly is a poetical one? The description becomes a poetry, becomes a poem in his mouth. Even that I was, I meditated very much on that uh, greenhouse thing. Right. Uh, of course, it was a completely normal, a completely rational and uh, uh, and uh, understandable uh, matter uh, because of which uh, he had to 
uh, he had to retire. But in the same time, the way he put it, the way he described all this was so poetic. You know, I think if, if Klaus had time to put on the paper or to record all the things he is telling during one day, he, will, he could write a poetry collection during, let's say, two days. Do you, remember, do you imagine three poetry collections by week and all of them of a very high artistic quality? It's really wow, Rick. It's really wow. Absolutely. Well, here we go. We've got our last one for today. Uh, Georgi, you want to say a, a brief word or two about him? Well, Georgi is for sure uh, the most sensitive and the most sensible among uh, those three poets. Uh, a great talent, uh, even at this uh, very uh, young age, uh, and in the same time, a uh, very philosophical and uh, deeply intellectual content of, uh, of his poetry. <coughs> Sorry, I mean... He's maybe not so extrovert as uh, Klaus, but he compensates with the depth and uh, the complexity of uh, his thoughts, of his words, of uh, his verses. I mean, Georgi is one of those poets one should read by him or herself alone in a library and thinking about the images. Yes, because Georgi's poetry is very cinematographic. Is uh, very suggestive in terms of images and thinking of these images and uh, trying to uh, trying to imagine them in a, in their strong concretitude and in the same time understand and interpret them. Let's hear him. Let's hear him, poet, ladies and gentlemen, Georgi Gavrilov, Bulgaria. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure and. Uh, and um, a big honor to welcome here uh, Georgi Gavrilov, a young Bulgarian poet uh, whose uh, intellectual dimension is comparable with uh, uh, every other, with uh, every other um, more experimented uh, poets in uh, uh, in the Balkans, in uh, Central Europe, or all in all in uh, in Europe. Georgi Gavrilov is. Uh, from my point of view, the um, um, intrication of uh, the of enthusiasm in poetry, of burning for poetry, besides a great talent, besides a, a strong intellectual, uh, a strong and complex intellectual dimension, Georgi Gavrilov is one of the most enthusiastic people. I repeat, burning for poetry that I have uh, have ever. Uh, ever met very active in uh, this uh, field not only in this field but mainly in this field he's one of the co-organizers or maybe even the main organizer if i'm not wrong of one of the most active literary clubs uh, in sofia uh, it is ladies and gentlemen i was there and it was a great honor for me uh, to uh, to be there and even to be uh, invited to comment in my well a little bit poor bulgarian uh, some uh, poetry, some poems I uh, I heard there. It is a space uh, not bigger than a room, than a usual room in an uh, in an apartment. I think there were there how many people, Georgi? At least fifty people, 
50 young poets uh, uh, and artists and all in all it was real a really extraordinary atmosphere and the main organizer of it the main uh, the soul of all this uh, initiative was Georgi Gavilov ladies and gentlemen please say hello to our youngest guest today Georgi Gavilov also from Bulgaria Hello and thank you, Mircea, for your words. Thank you also and I uh, thank uh, Rick for the invitation to participate in this uh, radio um, recordings. Uh, yeah, the, this place it's called Hrvupata and uh, before the pandemic started, um, it was usually very crowded. Mm. Yeah, it's small, and uh, that was not the problem until March 2020. Uh, and from several weeks, we are restarting the wife events with audience, uh, a bit uh, smaller than before, but it's uh, a, a very refreshing thing to see people coming together again and uh, gathering for something that they would gather in a lot before so yeah welcome thank you could you tell us a little bit about uh, your beginning as a writer when did you know you were a writer you had to write well, uh, I'm a physicist, uh, indeed, and uh, my education has nothing in common with literature. Uh, but maybe in the high school, at some point, when I read Baudelaire and some other poets um, from this time, uh, I wanted to to express myself uh, the same time and uh, maybe 10 years later I had the chance to publish my first book um, in one Burgas publishing house Burgas is a, is a city on the seaside uh, one of the most uh, poetic cities in Bulgaria uh, but uh, because I, I'm oftenly asked about what is common between physics and poetry I think there, there, there is a lot of common the, the beauty of the atomic model even with its Heisenbergian or uh, post-Einsteinian re-understanding those those clouds that are not quite space not quite time not quite there not quite weighable not quite measurable and and of course you know all those quantum paradoxes it, what is it but poetry that the human attempt to metaphorize what what our observable reality is yeah, and also when you just uh, go out uh, through the night and look up to the night sky, uh, it's nothing but poetry. And 
astronomy, philosophy, poetry, music starts at one certain point when that happened the first time to the first person which uh, was uh, coming out of his cave <laughs> <laughs> in the night time and so this all this uh, enormous uh, unrealizable sky with uh, many things that uh, were not uh, explicable you know i often wonder if if everyday people people who aren't involved in astronomy or physics if they were somehow count brought to understand that when we look into the sky we're looking into the deep past i think that one idea alone might really give some some new perspective to people in yeah. their lives yeah of, of course you're looking to something that has passed something that might uh, that may be dead also and uh, but it's still it's still shining it's still giving us something giving us light if you want even though it's time yeah. may have passed yeah even though uh, time might have passed yeah yes actually it is i remember a very um an anthological two verses from a Romanian poet, Mihai Eminescu. Uh, actually, he is the most famous Romanian poet from the 19th century, and as long as it worked, this model of the so-called national poet, uh, he was considered as our national poet. Uh, I'm not sure whether I am able to translate those two verses into English just now, spontaneously, but it was, I'm looking at something it was when I couldn't see it, and now, when I see it, maybe isn't anymore. So actually, it is just an illustration of what you and Rick were mentioning about, actually, a kind of uh, appliance of the theory of relativity, and, uh, uh, and that uh, uh, actually finished uh, uh, quickness of uh, light, making such uh, great and uh, profound influences on our uh, evenimental uh, um, history and uh, uh, dimension of uh, of existence. I have to admit um, I had prepared a very elaborate screenplay for today how to <laughs> divulge how to um, reveal that actually Georgi was a physician but uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I really no, I, ad I, I admire your spontaneity. So <laughs> I wanted to say that actually the way you put it was much more interesting and more spectacular than everything I had prepared, because everybody was uh, as Rick serious, seriously as always and professionally asked you his uh, <laughs> uh, his the question he is asking all the poets, why did you start writing, when did you start writing, everything was concentrated and listening and focused, well, for sure, uh, some, lit some uh, philologi philologic preparation, some philologic education, uh, how did it start, and, and at once, boom, it was like a like a theater, you know, so actually, Georgi is a physician, and he was inspired into this by, uh, by physics, so actually, 
I, I, I feel like uh, rather thanking you for so-called spoiling my surprise <laughs> because uh, because actually it was much more uh, much more spectacular like this and in the same spirit actually there are you as a physician you know it much better than uh, that uh, than I could um, for instance there are sometimes when the mathematical models are not enough for physics to express what they discovered um, they sometimes uh, appeal uh, they sometimes address um, words uh, originating in philosophy or poetry for instance yeah. well oh. i think it's probably time gregory for you to recite some of your poetry sir yeah um i will uh, i will of course uh maybe mitchu will he'll be back i'm you? sure he'll be back <laughs> the, the vagaries yeah. of internet transmission <laughs> Yeah, the risks. <laughs> There's some photon lagging, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I will start with uh, something called the end of the past. It's it's not included in any of my published books. Um, it's quite new, so it sounds like that. Today is the end of the past. The sky is wider than the deserts. The butterflies of North Korea cross the borders. The flags are indicating the wind. And the butterflies of Mexico and Syria, the butterflies of Palestine, rest at the barbed wire spiral. Today is the end of the past and the sky is wider than the deserts which has created. The butterflies of Kazakhstan and Chernobyl mimicry life. The butterflies of China are not red, and today is the end of all the past until tomorrow. The earth is wider than the prisons which it has created, and the countries that it has created, and the, and the sky that has left. Today, the closest future will die and someone's great fear will become the life, and someone's terror will become a norm. The butterflies of Iran, the butterflies of Taksim, the butterflies of Donetsk, the butterflies of Auschwitz, the pollen is falling from their wings. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Really wonderful. Please Should read I... on, sir. Continue. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, th th this one is called Summer. <clears throat> we were awakening one by one amongst bottles, cigarettes, and sun. Something was over, and we were laughing at the agony we pass through instead of it. You lead your life to the edge and hang it over the abyss. First of all, love gives up, then love gives up, and then love does it. 
until there is something which does not care about the morning smell of bells. We could no longer feel shame or hope or terror. We were many. We were all. We could no longer feel anything. Just laughing and no one saying a word. It would have been a lie to speak again. Bravo. Pretty good. Another one? Yes. Please. Okay. This one I will translate spontaneously. So. You're a generous man, sir. <laughs> and you're a generous man, too, listening to me. Okay. It, uh, it still has no um, title. Um, it starts like that. I am down on the bottom without any chance to get up soon like a boxer fucked up in the last round with arcades above both eyes like God looking to the universe seconds after the Big Bang hangover and duty nature and poison Driving all the taxis to the end of the holy night with nothing on the road and nothing ahead. Is this the final address or we are stopping for cigarettes? I'm down on the bottom, waiting for the referee, waiting for the clock and my heart to stop ticking. I wait in vain like an old man or a butterfly or grass I wait graciously like a painting I'm down on the bottom with nothing I can offer free beaten lost with everyone else on the same place with my rival my enemy with the judge with God with my brothers my blood is flowing down dark corridors to the dark suicidal temple I'm down on the bottom of my existence where the first and the last lives meet to settle the score to invoice the change made by love which was denied to them we should have been better we should have loved more it's too late to back more because we wasted too much we wasted all our chances and tries rumpled in our pockets like tickets God this is my God I have to admit it is for the first time I'm listening to to this poem Um, I mean one of two or the other ones I had already listened to or 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 read, I, I don't remember, but this one was in premiere and God, on one hand, the emotional and metaphorical intellectual uh, charge of the whole poem, on the other hand, your voice, the voice almost of a Bulgarian revolutionary from, <laughs> I mean, of someone which is 
I repeat this for the third time, and I am not ashamed to do it, of someone for burning of enthusiasm, of love to poetry, and for wanting, wanting to change the world. It is, it, it was such a beautiful, it was a, it was a perform, performance. It is, it is a pity we can't, uh, for now at least, we can't make this serial video or a television serial, because this would have been for sure one of the best and strongest moments of uh, uh, of the respective of the respective serial uh, serial to be. Thank good. you, Mircea. Good, sir. It is not often enough that I have a physicist poet on this show, so I would <laughs> like to offer you not not the whole poem because it's a little long, but an excerpt of one of my poems that really treats on a subject of physics. It's called Cheery Barium Berries. It's my little piece on Chernobyl. And like I okay. said, it's, it's a little long, so I just want to read a little excerpt of it. I think you'll appreciate it particularly. Okay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Here it goes. Cheery Barium Berries. Heat feet compete. Concrete creek. Cheery barium berries, cheery berries at Chernobyl's reserb, herb halves of adverb sab. The rain in on sweet Sweden has extra spectral vitamins hidden in the Chernobyl tributal. Swedes heed, Finns concede. Norwegians have seen them. Heck, they could check the river raft wreck of thermorobal Chernobyl's bubble. The troublin' wobblin', atomic tumble, radioactive attractive trouble, concrete cractive disc detractive. The wind from the east carried tarried brought a heck of a feast thought mass treat the town down the gown of Chernobyl's troublin' wobblin'. Frumble in double delights crumblin', cerulean blue a fewing. Steam a hewing, blue streaming steam, blue blue the way of the winds rescind its wit it, with particular particles stinging, singing, ringing slant. Is it? Is it? See, and a bounty of county complaints, aches, lakes shakes, snakes flakes. The notice novice can't count the greater. And greater and greater amounts astounds abounds about the count abounds about rejects reflects relay deflay saying the government they contend to amend too recent restate delay there they append applaud amaze the out timing out loud of letting fretting let them scare the locals freeze the freaking yokels their leering lair the air learning words without anyone scaring well, hell's bells swelling tells. We'll tell them late. They can wait. The nearby lake won't mid-take, making the quaking think station mistake of harboring harmful, mindful release. Release. Re, re, release. Re, 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 release. Wish-finding winds blends, amending friends from what fires flyers send. Pitching blends toward future trends, run ton from the reactors raising conflagration, staging considerations, non-registering meters, data defeaters. I think you should try this with a beat. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Just, just an excerpt. Of thank you for including it. Yeah. Too many people uh, ignored Chernobyl in this country. They said, well, it's far away. They don't, they don't care. It's over there. Same thing with Fukushima. Oh, it's way over there. Not realizing, of course, that space and time <laughs> to a subatomic particle really just doesn't make any difference. <laughs> uh, actually... Please. <laughs> okay, uh, because you mentioned uh, Fukushima uh, when uh, this disaster happened, uh, uh, because my physical education, uh, I was uh, measuring the levels of uh, different isotopes above Bulgarian, above the Bulgarian territory. So uh, there was nothing nothing serious but you're right because uh, uh, it's not enough to be far away from this shit to to be indifferent to it yep and of course they're gonna dump all that water in the ocean no problem yeah, there yeah yeah no problem there yeah <laughs> <laughs> well actually um, dear Georgi it was a great opportunity for you to meet not only the social, the very active and uh, heartful social activist Rick Spisak with this poem, but also the I, I'm sure you knew about the poet Rick Spisak, <laughs> but you met you you met also the performer Rick yeah, Spisak. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to meet him live sometime. Gregory, could, do you have one more you might share with us, sir? Uh, one more of my yes. your poems. Of my course. poems, yeah, yeah, I can share one more of them. Please. Okay. Finally, that's what you. That's why you are here. Um, I I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so. <clears throat> Life is melting like snow in the warmth of one giant all-touching hand. It is so quiet when the snow falls and covers everything, and the castles look more like castles, and the heart more like a heart. Everything I should not say has its waiting in the echo of the field. And life is melting like snow in the warmth of the giant hand. But do you remember when it was snowing and peeling and it was quiet? It was so quiet. How we did not notice something stayed untold. Thank you. It's beautiful. And very strong, very powerful. Actually, I, one of the dimensions of his poetry is uh, uh, is uh, really its power that Im impresses me very much, and its uh, ability of uh, penetrating. I don't know whether there is a known in English for expressing the quality of penetrating or being able to penetrate. Penetratingless? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> of course, you can. Well, you is that have it? All That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is not this, and more than it, it, it could. Uh, the way I put it, and it was spontaneous, really. This, that, this did not belong to the screenplay I prepared for today. Um, <laughs> it something. It has. It even has some uh, <clears throat> politically incorrect uh, connections, uh, connotations. So uh, I would. I would rather not. Uh, not think about it, but well, <laughs> of Georgi's uh, poetry, I really appreciate and admire. Gregory, you want to go out on one more, sir? Do you have one more you might share with us? Yeah, sure. Good. Good. Since you want, yeah, I can share one more. Okay. Mm. Let me just. Um. Uh, this one is. This one is short. It's short one. Okay. The loneliness is to think of yourself. When I think of a cloud, I become the cloud and I think of myself again. Thus, I am alone forever, but now as a cloud. Beautiful. That's it. Beautiful. Sir, would you have any suggestion for a young writer? You know, many of us enter uh, with a great deal of hesitation. But you've worked for a while. You, you have performed your work, I'm sure, in a lot of different areas. What advice would you have to a beginning poet? Um... <clears throat> um to read a lot and not to copy anyone, to have every line, every line um, sounding strong, and to try to avoid words that are doing nothing. This is the only advice I think anyone should take about writing. And you are very right. This is not only for young poets. No, yeah. I think this is for every poet. And mainly, maybe, sometimes, even for the very experimented ones, if they feel, they, or even without feeling, if they are about to fall into mannerism, or yeah. uh, they start repeating themselves. Yeah, and uh, it's meaningless. Um, you, should, you should say something. That's right. You have to express something, you have to say something in a way that it is only yours. I mean, it is not allowed, you are not allowed to repeat what and how some, someone else uh, did it uh, before you. Dear Georgi, it was, if I'm not wrong, a couple of months ago where we participated together into a project of the Peruvian uh, poet uh, Emilio Paspanana, uh, yeah, right. a very interesting thematic. Tell me, please, do you have translated into English the poem you wrote for this project? Because, Rick, it was so interesting. It was something like today's young poets and the the challenges of uh, the contemporary world. Um, yeah, I, I, I even read. Uh the, the first one that I read is included in this uh, anthology oh, I understand. Uh, of Emilio. 
about the butterflies, it's it's pretty political, uh, and I think art should always have some political um, side, not uh, connected with any left or right parties because they are changing and you cannot choose them. But you sh you should uh, write uh, that way that. Um, it could change something or someone. This is this is politics too. It's the the basics of politics. Uh, this one was included in 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 this project we are participating together. Um, it's a pity I don't know Spanish. I cannot talk Spanish uh, to to read my my things in Spanish, but um, may, uh, maybe I, I can find uh, what I have sent to Emilio. Well, if you can do it, and I don't know if we still have time, Rick. We're really short now, buddy. We're, we're short, and okay. it will take me some minutes, maybe. Uh, it's It's not... Sensible. Well, I'm sure this is not for the last time we are seeing all together. Uh, I'm sure there will be another opportunity and because I really like that poem and uh, I would like to hear it at least once uh, told by you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we had the honor and the pleasure of uh, featuring here one of the most original voices of uh, Central and Southeastern Europe from Bulgaria, Georgi Gavrilov, the physicist which is burning for relativity theory for <laughs> atoms for uh, causes of uh, political for right political causes and social uh, right, uh, political and social causes and last but not least for poetry ladies and gentlemen Georgi Gavrilov thank, thank you, you sir thank, thank you so you. much thank you very much Georgi bye-bye 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 ladies and gentlemen this was all for today Thank you very much for being with us on uh, such a late hour, okay, late here in Central and Eastern Europe, because in the United States it's uh, afternoon now. Nevertheless, it is never too late to listening to good poetry, and that's what we are trying to uh, prepare for you each week. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the third episode of the Poetical series, radio poetic series, uh, Poets of the East, season two, produced by Rick Spisak and co uh, hosted by him and me. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful afternoon in the United States. Have a wonderful night in here in Central Europe. And if I am allowed to paraphrase a classical squad from a classical American series, which uh, uh, which was uh, which was called if I'm uh, if I'm not run um, radio KJBW. I salute you, poetry, wherever you are. Well, Misha, you summed it up pretty good there. Any final last thoughts? Well, given the fact that it is already very late, and that I think those words we pronounce there were really the best we can eventually imagine. I salute you poetry 
wherever you are. Good night, Central and Eastern Europe. Have a wonderful afternoon, poetical afternoon, except from America. Thank you very much. All the best. Poets of the okay. East, episode four. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Have a good... Thank you, friends. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, brother. All the best. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.